Hey, Jacob. Yeah, what's up? What does a substitute teacher with a desire to liberate troubled young minds of his students and a struggling telemarketer who wants to succeed at any cost have in common? Well, I, I don't know. What do they have in common? Well, let's find out. This week, I watched Detachment. And this week, I watched Sorry to Bother You. And now it's time to make The, the Movie, movie connection. connection. Now with timestamps. Welcome in, everybody. Hello there. My name is Jacob, and I'm here with my sister, Casey. And we host this little podcast called The Movie Connection, and it's a podcast where we assign each other movies every week, and uh, we watch them individually, and then we come together, we kind of pick them apart, uh, discuss them, review them a little bit, and then at the very end, we try to find out if there's any, like, connective tissue between the two movies. Absolutely. And sometimes it, there's easy connections to make. Sometimes you gotta make it stretch. But mm-hmm. so far, so good. We are. This is our tenth episode in, and we are still going strong. Yeah. We have managed to find a connection every week, even when they are vastly different movies. Hell yeah. In a lot of ways, these movies that we had this week are pretty vastly different, but really I, similar. I was in gonna a lot say that their core feeling. Yeah, that's the thing. So similar. Yeah. So similar, but yes, very we'll different. We'll get into it, like at the end. But I think, yeah, I think we're also on the same page. differences in our movies. Is mine is like a way more. <laughs> well, mine is very bleak. <laughs> They're both bleak movies. A little bit. But no, no. There's definitely one that's. Uh, uh, mine is more like bleak. very bleak and also very realistically bleak. Right, right. Like through a depressed lens. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is yours not. is mine just imagination wants you to... station. <laughs> <laughs> just want you to uh, <laughs> really. Take a look at your life and realize things are worse. Yep. (laughs) Worse than you think. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Um, And on that note, let's start with the more uplifting of the two movies. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yours. Yeah, not (laughs) so much, guys. Not so much. Um, This has been great, though, because, like, you know, we we needed a week to cause us to look inwards a little bit. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) totally. Hi, Grim. And uh, Kitty wants. Also, this Kitty is an air conditioned episode. Air conditioned episode. About Enjoy. to hit into that hundred <laughs> degree weather again. So yeah, baby. it's hot. We are here in the Pacific Northwest, in the state with the biggest forest fire. Thank you very much. I was gonna say you sound so happy about this. <laughs> um, I know it's just it. We're like very fortunate to live where we live. It's yeah. beautiful here. We have a lot of forests. Um, but we do deal with forest fires every year. Now. Um, I don't remember this being a problem a few years ago. It's definitely gotten worse. Yeah. Um, and this year's is terrible, like Jacob said. It's the biggest thing. But we in the live country. in a pocket where the air quality is still good. Yeah. Thank God. Crazy. But, like, I don't know how much longer that can last. Just one change of the wind, and we could be, like, 
struggling to breathe like we were last year. Yeah. So keep working. We need working. some rain. Yeah. Keep Do a rain dance. Thoughts, please. And that's somebody from Oregon saying that. Climate change is real, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we want the rain, please. It's like, when the hell has an Oregonian ever been like, hey, could you do a rain dance me. for me? It's like, mother... Yeah, but... I'm such well, an we Oregonian. live in I know, Oregon. I love it. Like, it we don't I need to rain dance, rain. you know? I know, I hear you. Let's um, <laughs> start with detachment. Detachment. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Detachment is a movie about a substitute teacher named Henry, played by the great Adrian Brody. Yeah, that's right. Um, he drifts from school to school, avoiding any kind of attachment. Mm, Get it? Hey. Um, a new assignment lands him in a public school. Um, he's stuck there for a little while, and the teachers are burned out and struggling to teach the students. Um, in this school, he finds connection and helps a struggling teen outside of school as well. Mm-hmm. In connecting with these people, he learns he's not alone in dealing with life and death. Mm-hmm. Nice. See, isn't that the most uplifting story you've ever heard? <laughs> Y'all, I was just waiting for the uplifting <laughs> right. part of this story. I was re-watching it, and I, rem- I was like, I've seen this movie before, and I was like, I, I just remember I being hope. able to take things away, and uh, I was like... Wow, I was a different person. I, <laughs> I just wanted that because I think I got caught up in the fact that man, it's so real. It it's does. Like really talking about real issues, man, and, and it, it is. is. It is. Yeah. It totally is. But to the point where it's just like, okay, but give give me some hope. Like you, you can't be hopeless, right? Jesus Christ. I really, I'm not gonna lie to you. I really struggled picking a favorite scene. Uh-huh, I bet. <laughs> Because this film... Like, how? Yeah. You know, usually... And I like a good, like, sad movie occasionally. Sure. But this movie, like, it really beats you down. (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) It feels like that's the goal. Whereas most movies, it's like, yeah, just bear with... You feel like, okay, I have to endure this sadness, this bleakness, and then he's going to show me the the, the positive side or what we can do. Right. There was a little bit of that, but they barely touched on it, and then they were just like, yeah, but no, but seriously, though, it's shit. (laughs) Right, and and even like normally you can find small beautiful moments, and in this I even had a hard time finding the small beautiful moments because it was very bleak it was and right um, they and because of the editing the way it was also did that did you notice that the editing was very erratic i did notice that yeah, yeah. it didn't see and that it was felt, kind of i think that was per like i sure. think they did it on purpose of course but i did feel like we were gonna find out that it was like a student doing a documentary hmm. at the end is what i thought because yeah. all these teachers like we keep flashing oh, to them to the talking. talking head yes. thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just his style. Which is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like I think my idea would have been it better. It would have explained yeah. the weird editing too. Right. Cuz you're right. They cut to Adrian Brody like in yeah, what was that stuff? Like yeah. it literally we, did yeah. feel like he was in an interview. And that see yeah, that did feel weird where it's just like, okay, but wait, what's the context of that? Like what is I don't know. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> it was um, weird. It felt like the director sat down with Adrian Brody and he talked in character and was <laughs> yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to use this actually. <laughs> like, uh, wait, you were fucking filming? What? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the same director as uh, American History X, mm. which is another really heavy movie. Mm. Um, you haven't seen it, I take it. Yeah. Um, and it's got Edward Norton in it. The director's Tony Kay. Um, oh, okay got edward norton in it it's one of it's considered one of edward norton's best performances but also one of the most controversial movies ever made because it's Ooh. about uh Aryan 
white supremacists. Oh, interesting. Uh, Neo-Nazis and such. Um, so it's got Edward Norton as the lead. So you know that he did a good job, because Edward Norton's a really good actor. Yeah. Um, he did a really good job of portraying such a hateful character, but the problem is he was playing such a hateful character. So the yeah. set was pretty... Uh, Bleak. pretty bad yeah. yeah like i think him and the director clash a lot what's interesting is that tony k is uh, uh jewish oh interesting. and he directed a movie about neo-nazis, neo-Nazis which yeah. i can't i think i get like you know he's like well if somebody's gonna do it yeah. i'm gonna do it yeah right. that makes sense to me um so it's interesting because it's also got edward norton and then um the kid from t uh terminator 2 um I really like that actor, too. Uh, give me a second. Edward Furlong. I, I had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, so this director is kind of notorious for doing bleaker material. Um, okay. And he made a documentary that I'm going to watch soon, but I got to <laughs> prepare give myself. because. So, but yeah, I did, I did. I felt like the editing was erratic, so it was hard to, like... That was part of the problem, is we never lingered on any one moment long enough to really <laughs> let it sit. Like, sit. there were some mm-hmm. moments where I wish we would have sat longer with stuff. Like, yes. you know. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, but let's get into some Q&A for Detachment. Yeah, let's do it. So this is a heavy movie. Let's. <laughs> it is. Let's start with some positive school memories for you. What, <laughs> if any, was your favorite school memory? And it can be from any grade. Just oh, pick a God. good, positive memory. Yeah, I have two that I'll share. Um, okay. One is just, like, King School. Our elementary school that we went to was really special. Like, I really enjoyed my time there. And I used to love going into the library for story time. Mm-hmm. Like, that was really special and kind of got my brain going for reading a little bit more. Um and also the computer lab was really fun, too, yeah. which I think that we would do, like, both in the same period. Right. Um, and then high school probably would be... So I my schedule got messed up, and they enrolled me in a class that I didn't put down that I wanted to take, which was marketing. Because ah. who, like, voluntarily wants <laughs> to take that class? Especially in high school. Oregon City High School. And I met my best friend, Chandel there. Oh, there who, you go. Friend of the show, Chandel. Chandel, um, yeah, she was our guest on... Tuck Everlasting. Tuck Everlasting. Uh, we got to get her back in here. Yeah, Is she's she finally... Away? She's about to be home again. Okay. So, we should um, get her in here. We should, yeah, yeah. But, so, yeah, I mean, so this class, this marketing class... Um, also gave me like a very special bond with the teacher and I ended up taking marketing one two and three I became the president of like the marketing club (laughs) (laughs) and like I went on trips with them and stuff and it it ended up like really guiding me through high school it gave me a purpose um and also just gave me a best friend for life because here I am I've been graduated for 10 years and I'm still you know best friends with Chantel we're very close yeah hell yeah can't That's say very that true. maybe about anyone Haven't you else. Been a part of both each other's weddings or something? We were both, yeah. She was one of my bridesmaids and I was her maid of honor, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, we are best, best buddies. We go through everything together. So that kind of touches on did you have a teacher who you connected with, similar to how some of the kids connect with Mr. Barth and his take on education? Did you have that cool teacher like that? 
I did. Um, I would say that would be Hellman for yeah, me. Hellman was really cool. Mr. Hellman. Mr. Hellman. He was just like a really cool, kind of hippie dude, kind of a little anti-establishment. Yeah, just enough. Just, just enough. enough. Like, he would teach the curriculum on his terms. <laughs> and, yeah. like, he didn't care what we read as long as we were reading. Oh, and yeah. I liked that so much because a lot of my other teachers were really stuffy. Yeah. I, I also really liked um, Herr Brown, which was my oh, German yeah. teacher. Right. And I really liked my PE teacher, actually, which it was like a fitness training class. Yeah. And then I got along really well with my marketing teacher. All right. three of those teachers came to my wedding <laughs> and are still in <laughs> my shit, life. You're like, right. yeah, I'm very close with them all still. Crazy. Ten years later. Wow. <laughs> Ten years Hellman. graduated later. And yeah, so. I, remember I had Hellman too. And it's like Oregon City High School is rather conservative, like you realize it. As you, As you go get older along mm -hmm. in life, you realize, man, that fucking that school is way too conservative for me, given where I am now. Right. Um, it's because of where it's located. Yes, and uh, but Hellman, like, and the English department in general, like, yeah, those Klein were the was a great people that too. for did those who were liberal minded. Huh? Klein. Did, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you ever have Klein? He was yes. awesome. I had him for like a poetry class. See, like all of the art teachers and English teachers and even Mrs. D who was my marketing teacher she really encouraged thinking outside of the box yeah um and I definitely related to those people more so big time yeah big time grateful to have them hey if you're a teacher listening to this give yourself a hand yeah thanks guys <laughs> And did you have a favorite substitute? Like, I forget Mr. Barth is actually a substitute. Like, right. I can only remember, like, one substitute distinctly. Like, I don't remember the names of any uh -huh. of my substitutes. I know, that teachers. sucks. I think that's part of the It's part, part of the, of the gig. Um, yeah, I don't remember the name. But I do remember, like, sometimes being like, ooh, I hope we get this sub today. Ah. Like, if I knew my teacher was going to be out. Right. And so I do remember one lady in particular that we liked having... Um, and then I have a friend who was a substitute, Nick, friend of the show, oh, nice. who was a substitute Nick, teacher, yeah. and he was just doing that until he could get a permanent gig somewhere. A lot of subs, like, want to get a permanent spot and are only doing the sub until they can find one. Makes sense, because um, otherwise, isn't it, you only get paid per gig? Right. Yeah. You get paid per gig. Yeah. Um, gig economy. Yeah. And so I think most of the subs out Does there- Does he have a permanent gig now? Nick? Nick? Yes, he yeah, does. Good, good. He's got an awesome permanent gig. But I think most of the subs, unlike Adrian Brody's character, who seems to like want to be a substitute, right. most of them don't want to, and they just want to get a job that's going to stick. Yeah, you want that you know? steady job. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, yeah, substitute. I remember the only one I remember was Mr. Valentine, because how are you going to forget a name like I remember that Valentine. guy, too. Yeah. I had him, too. Or was it Valentine? I think it was Valentine. Me, too. Oh, yeah. Good, thank God. <laughs> um, what is the most horrible thing you were witness to at school? Horrible? Mm. Josh got in a fight, actually. I wasn't there, though. I just saw him after. Mm. But he was, like, defending these kids that were getting picked on in PE. Damn. And Josh is, like, pretty pacifist, if you guys don't know him. Right. And so he doesn't really fight, but he, like stood up for those guys and then got punched a bunch and mm. i don't think he even punched the guy back right but he still got suspended for it which is such bullshit what? um no. see yeah 
schools, Systems man. Failed. Um, but I don't know. Like, I know there were a bunch of horrible things, you know. Mm. Like, one thing in particular that was hard was, like, having a friend that was pregnant in high school yeah. and watching how people reacted to that. Really? That was hard. Oh, and just, bastards. like, you know, people... Kids are assholes. <laughs> kids are assholes. People in general being mean to other people. Like, mm. I got picked on by random people that I didn't even really know. Yeah. Like, you know, just assholes. Um, the movie came out 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Do you think America's school system has progressed, or is it relatively the same? I think it just so depends. Well, I think it so depends on, like, a couple of things, right? Because I think there are definitely schools like this it's still. still going on, you know. Especially in, like... Lower income. income. I don't know how to word that properly. Like lower income areas. Like we know, we like growing up knew of schools in Portland. Two in particular, I can think off off the top of my head that like you would hear of a kid getting in trouble and you'd find out he came from that high school and you'd be like, oh, I'm not surprised. Mm. So like, you know, I imagine that those schools are a little bit more like this school. Our school was pretty new and shiny. It still had its breaking issues, but, um, so I don't, I don't think it, that it's changed that much. Mm-hmm. I think that the burnout that you see in the teachers is so real too, especially yeah. in those like lower income areas because they don't get paid very much either. And so they're tired and, and then the they're And the kids dealing, require more work. Not, they require, not because, you know, just because of Right. Sometimes their circumstances are harder exactly. and they need more help and the teachers are so tired. And they're from, asked to like only operate at this level. And it's like, yeah, but they need more. It's like, well, that's uh, too bad. Like he's got to right. pick himself up by his bootstraps. God, I hate that. I hate that so much. Yeah. And, you know, the teachers just get like so tired and then and the students are giving them hell because they're acting out because they don't know how to ask for help yeah. and their kids and so yeah in some ways i think that it's gotten a little better but i don't think that it's where it needs to be yeah that's for sure i think the public school it sucks our public school system should be so much better i know um, it's and yet, so hard it's probably one of the worst i think yeah. Um, and so it's like, it's like, oh, well, I'll just find a charter school or a private school. It's like, yeah, good luck there too, though, because then it's well, like, then it's a real crap shoot. Yeah, because private school, you're looking at like, you know, 20 mm-hmm. grand a year, whatever. That. Um, and then charter schools, like that's, just, that is my plan for yeah, our yeah. kids. But sure. I have, it's but a, you gotta be careful. it's a lottery system. Mm-hmm. And so like each charter school to even get in. So you get one ticket, and then if you do volunteer work, you get an extra ticket. And then if you're active in this, you get an extra ticket. And that's how okay. yeah. the lotteries work there. Yeah. So I'm going to have to be, like, the most motherfucking hands-on person <laughs> to even get a chance to get in. And the kid might not get in still. Got like, it. I have a friend who went to charter school, and but she left after her freshman year of, of high school mm-hmm. to go to the charter school. Okay. You know, and had yeah. been trying since middle school to get in. Right, because it was just a matter of, it's like, hey, we're ready now. It's yeah. Like, yeah, but so I'm already, she, nope, you got to come now. <laughs> but she got an amazing education out yeah, of it. Yeah, of course. But, yeah, it is, like, and she went to, you know, the same high school I did, which, like I said earlier, was, like, a relatively, like, new and shiny school. Yeah. I appreciate teachers, though, and I wish yeah, they had a course. higher wage. But Hell I do. Oh yeah. I yeah. That's something Crazy. I think about a lot. Um, would you approve of a teacher like Mr. Barth? 
Like, yes, because I think he's passionate. I like that he, like, gets on his on the level of each student. Like, I had teachers like that as well growing up. Like, Klein is one that I can think of. Like, mm-hmm. a teacher that will, you know, like, not tolerate your shit. Mm-hmm. But then, like, level with you. Like, when he, like, is talking to the one student, he's like, I used to be really angry, too. Like, I get right. it. Sit yeah. back down. Here's yeah. a piece of paper. Here's the pen. Yeah. Like, right. you know, and, and like, actually meets the student at their level to help them. Mm-hmm. But doesn't tolerate the bullshit, you know. Right. Like, I think he was a good teacher. Yes. Yeah. For the most part. For sure he has mommy problems that we yeah. don't even know the extent of. See, I didn't take, I didn't realize that when I watched it the first time this time around, that was the big takeaway. It's like, aha. So yeah, he like thing. takes in this girl that reminds him of his mother. Or something. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah, shit hits the fan with the uh, Meredith kid because mm. he blows up at the Christina Hendricks character throwing the desk yeah that was crazy crazy that was really crazy like both of them like jumped to such extremes yeah you know she was I get in the she, right like yes. I get where she was coming from but he didn't need to blow up the way he did either maybe but I don't know but it's frustrating to be accused this of such is a like thing, but a thousand percent why we need in all schools like we just need to have cameras in yeah. each classroom it Why can not? be explained away very easily yeah. like she was having an actual mental breakdown precisely he wasn't trying to like hug her no, he was he trying wasn't. to he tell was, her yeah. like no that whole scene made me uncomfortable which i know it's supposed to right and you know i was just and then the scene directly after it was him getting so viciously angry which also made me uncomfortable which again i know it was supposed yeah, to exactly but um yeah that's my two cents you need cameras in each classroom so <laughs> yeah. that you don't have to question shit like this yeah is there a lesson imparted by a teacher that has stuck with you my marketing teacher like i've used her lessons to get myself where i'm at in my in the business world in the corporate world mm. And, like, she taught me how to handshake properly, which is something you don't even know that there's a wrong way to do, you know? Yeah. Hopefully handshakes just go away. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, One more thing to be judged by. And then just, like, I feel like all of my English teachers from middle school through college have taught me things that I don't, I can't even pinpoint, you know, but have been really good lessons to know and to look for the context yeah that's like something that i do i try to do in everyday life as well um oh you learned that from teachers that's a good teacher yeah pay attention to context my (laughs) first college teacher he was like an amazing teacher and he like had us read 1984 yeah i remember and he was like totally anti-establishment kind of hippie dude (laughs) and really freaking cool and his class was so much work but it was like excellent excellent things that i learned in that class he had us watch like um 13th oh yeah which is a a really great documentary and you know this is like three years ago um it was really really good he had us read 1984 he had us write from personal levels that i would normally never write from Mm -hmm. um uncomfortable things things that like you don't want to sit in but you do yeah so yeah yeah awesome he was really great i can't 
for the life of me remember his name. His oh, first name's Matthew. Oh. Oh. We all call <laughs> in college Matthew. like 60% of your teachers want you to call them by their first name and Weird. the other 40% with it. <laughs> me neither obviously. Matthew. Uh, and apparently that's the equivalent of Karen, I guess. Some <laughs> it is? some internet thing decided. No, I don't agree with it though. I, he was the coolest Matthew <laughs> ever. Matt. Matthew. Um, I don't remember his last name. Sorry. But he was great. He was a great teacher. See, I feel like it would be Todd, you know, the equivalent of Karen. Karen. Yeah, Todd. Oh, don't be a Todd. Yeah, I feel like that Man, sounds you're, right. You're such a fucking Todd. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah. Um, although it's more synonymous with maybe douche. Well, but isn't that? I don't know. I, like Karens are just. Karen Wait. is. It's. It is like nobody wants to name their kid Karen anymore. Yeah, I bet. Um. <laughs> it is like that thing, though, because it is like a bunch of different traits that you put into one. Because I would not it's even not say It's not right what we're bag. doing really anyway, right? Because now <laughs> it's assigning a name of, yeah, a personality. Yeah. Uh, okay, Karen. It's not okay what we're doing. But, but, but at the same time, it's kind of fun. It is. There will be like a day and age where it just went by the wayside. Yeah, yeah. And then our I kid think will be die. like, what the hell? <laughs> Why would you call Karen. somebody Karen? I don't understand. And then we'll have to try to explain it. Uh, Karen. I'm Karen. Mm. Man, you're Karen. Too much. <laughs> nice. I definitely... It sucks, like, the way it ended with Meredith because uh, yes. she would have found her people in college. See, yeah. Like, and that's I'd... the thing. I was just like, girl, you are so close to being done. And then when you get into college, you'll find your group. Mm-hmm. You'll find your yeah, people. Yeah, you should be way more respected. Like, people would look to her. People would buy her art. Yeah. Like, she would have she a whole... really talented art. Like, yeah, she would have a whole us. scene of people to yeah. be with, you know? But, like... And I think in a happier movie that maybe... Right, that wouldn't have <laughs> happened. Like, what the fuck movie? That maybe she wouldn't have died and maybe... I thought she lived, too. Like, again... Oh, my God. I can't believe I they went there. I was just waiting for them to open an investigation on Adrian and be like, well, <laughs> we got this complaint that you were in a room touching her and yeah. then she killed herself the next she, week. What the fuck? Maybe that's what we were seeing. <laughs> the do- I was the... waiting for that, too. I was like, is it? Is that uh, what's going to happen? But no, I I thought I mean, they were going to be able to save her, like, pump her stomach get her... I hoped, like, like, I don't know. And we didn't even get to see her whole little video that she, her little suicide video. But we saw it set up and we saw her speaking to the camera. Mm -hmm. Like, it Mm. was weird. It was really weird. Not the way I would have gone. So bummer, man. So bummer. So (laughs) now it's time for our favorite questions. So favorite performance outside of, I mean, there's only one clear lead here. Um, so uh, you could pretty Adrian. much pick yeah. from anybody else. Uh, I put Erica, played by Sammy Gale. Yeah, that would have been my choice. She too. was she like it. a really compelling character. And I really liked her. This character was the. She's not the one in the high school at all, right? She's right. The, she's a street um, lady of the sex sh- worker. Streets. Sex yeah, worker. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and you know, she's very young. Mm. I did find like I'm glad that you know he showed her love and like that she could be cared for by a male like and not uh, attacked a positive male figure positive male figure for the most part except for the whole oh yeah and then i called social services on your ass. i actually really appreciated that he did that i guess so yeah i was like i would have done that first day exactly see there are things so, he does that are that is like inappropriate a line. Yeah, yeah it's a line and he's a teacher and if he would have been caught like having this very clearly like underage girl living with him and he's not like making her go to school or anything like yeah, yeah. 
and definitely like I don't know their relationship was weird yeah like but not you know just, I don't know just they're like family like he did show her love and she she does say that to him later you know that is the most hopeful thing that yeah. happens is that like she's gonna be okay I guess yeah you can see like at the end <laughs> when he goes to visit her that she's like gained weight she's wearing more appropriate clothing for her age she looks she's like writing. a young girl yeah, yeah. So, here we go. Favorite scene? Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree. When they go shopping together, him and Erica. Okay. That's the, the only tree. lighthearted moment in the whole the thing? The only <laughs> lighthearted moment in the whole damn thing. Um, Wait, what happens there? Like, they just He, like, buys a new oh, uh, book, and she buys oh, okay, him a ring. That's right. Okay. And they each buy each other something. It was... <clears throat> The thing that was weirdest to me about them was, like, when he went out for drinks with the other teacher, and then he came home, and she was she like, were dinner. you with a girl or a boy? I was like, nope, that's creepy. Yeah. Like, you need to shut that down now, And bro. he kind of did, though. He, he did. was just like, he hang did. on now. I'm not beholden to you. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right. The situation is only temporary. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... On that, but Adrian Brody like rocked it. Like he, he showed such, his Oscar winning. Yeah, he's like, a very good actor. He did a yeah, great job. Did a great job. Um, favorite line of dialogue. <clears throat> uh, whatever is on my mind, I say it as I feel it. I'm truthful to myself. I'm young and I'm old. I've been bought and I've been sold so many times. I am hard faced. I am gone. I am just like you, by Henry. It's a oh, great he did line. Did write that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Beautiful. Yeah. See, I liked the, my favorite was always the one like where it's kind of his one monologue to the whole class. Like I wanted more of that, honestly. I wanted more of him addressing the whole class. You wanted stuff. more Dead Poet Society. Yeah, right. Dead Poet Society, <laughs> Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're talking about my connections now. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh yeah, I wanted a little more of that because he it he basically it's just a monologue where he tears down the system where he yeah. highlights the flaws in our system where it's like you notice that, like, where he talks about double think, and, like, I'm sure you related to that. I was like, that like, made me think of my teacher that yeah. we learned 1984, and we, like, analyzed that book. Mm-hmm. Much and that the book is so going. important to read, but, like... To this day. Yeah. To this day, people should be reading it, but they should be reading it with discussion about it. Because right. if you just have the kids read it and take a test on it, they're not going to learn anything. Yeah. Everything I learned about 1984 was in those class discussions and seeing how different people interpreted it, you yes, know? of course. Like, you need both those, because that's the heart of the book itself, is the the conflict between the two sides, right? I think this is even more important now. Like, I would like to see this monologue go even further with the way things are now, with yeah. kids, like, that have computers in their pockets at all times. Like, that's going to have repercussions. Yeah. And, oh, I'm just waiting with the popcorn. Like, <laughs> Remember now, we don't have to want to rewatch or recommend every movie every time. So, would you rewatch this or recommend? No. <laughs> to either? No, like, to both. Yeah. Um, I thought real hard about the recommend. I just like. I don't. I think there are. I wouldn't stories... want to rewatch it either. Because I don't want to sit never in that watch negativity again. again. Like, I yeah. think there are stories that tell like similar stories. There are movies that tell similar stories that more appealing <laughs> yeah that don't end in like suicide and right. dust um <laughs> and the weird mommy issues there was just like i think there was like so many stories happening which i think is the point 
of the movie, there's lots to think about. Right. And I'm just not really sure what I was supposed to get out of it other than, like, the teachers are being overworked. The students... The teachers are not okay. The kids are not okay. Yeah, like... Because, like, as a viewer, I want to fix it, but I'm like, how do I fix it? And even Adrian Brody's character who comes in, like, like, you know, more... Less burnt out than everybody else and more self-aware than everybody else. Like, even he can't fix it and doesn't try to, Yeah, he doesn't frankly. even try to. Yeah, you're like, right. Like, he does try to help the students, and he clearly made a difference in a bunch of the students' lives. But we only know that because of the last... See, that's what I mean. I wanted more of that because, like, yeah, by the end, they're all like, Hey, what? You're going? But you're the coolest teacher ever. It's like... Yeah, we didn't I need really more, see that. Yeah, yeah, I needed to see, like, why, I, like, why you thought, guys feel that way. Cause, you know, I understand why Meredith feels that way. <laughs> right. Yeah. That first scene that we got with him teaching, like, they all wrote down. And what a bleak essay, by the way, to have them write what their friends and family would say about them after they die. Um, <laughs> that was his, his assignment to them. During class today, you're Teacher all going to write. Year. Teacher of the <laughs> what year. What are my friends going to say about <laughs> me after my demise? Wow. Um, and right to it. Yeah. And then he, like, the next day he read them to the class, which I think is a really good... And he didn't, you know, say the names of the students or good. anything. Yep. But I think that is a good way to, like... But I thought we were going to get an end cap there with them, him reading, like, really like, good essays. Something or, or something. something like that. We got that one scene with Meredith and her dad where he really was just being a bully and he was tearing her down, like... Your and that is uh, Tony Kaye's daughter, by the way. The director's oh, daughter played Meredith. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I would want my daughter to play that part. Yeah. Um, but, like, so her dad in the in the movie was just, like, being a total asshole to her. And we didn't even get to see how he reacted after she killed herself either. So I'm just like, what is the lesson here? I'm yep. not sure. So, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> So you're not Sad. the only one who felt, like conflicted about this movie one of the actors themselves uh, came out talking talking not like negatively but definitely like not positively about it right and that was brian cranston oh okay um, of know. breaking bad fame. i know who that is yep. i love me some brian cranston he's also santa claus he played santa claus you guys <laughs> he's been so many things yeah. to so many people and uh so brian cranston uh, criminally underused too. He had like a super small part in this, and his character was Asshole. actually fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> he was a total and complete dickwad. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> Remember when I bought you this beautiful crystal vase that was like a thousand dollars? Remember how happy we were? Let me Crash! just drop that. <laughs> <laughs> and this, I love like, that actress though, who plays his oh, wife. I love her too, yeah. and I recognize her from other stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's like, great. you know, she, her character is so compelling. Um, yeah, it was you know, uh, Marsha Gay Harden. She's yeah, great. she's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yeah. I felt for her so much more than I felt for most everybody else because yeah, she was trying so fucking hard. Yeah, to get the teachers revived, but you can't just make people have spirit, you know. Yeah, and exactly. she was trying really hard with the students, and she was trying with her husband, and this chick was just the most burnt Screwed. out out of all of them. Like yeah. she was totally. And completely fucked. Like, <laughs> um, so Brian Cranston, like, he was uh, at a panel and uh, they were just uh, talking about the movie and uh, the interviewer spoke positively of it. And Brian Cranston was just sort of perplexed and was like, oh, I'm just surprised that you liked it. It's like, wait, what's that about? And he's just like, <laughs> you know, Tony Kay, like, 
I probably won't work with him again. <laughs> and, but but it wasn't anything against like we didn't have any problems. Right. Like, it wasn't I, a I negative. Al- yeah, I got along him. with him fine. And I get this where it's like it's like I got along with him fine enough, but you know, like I'm an actor who thinks that the script should be respected. This director didn't I didn't know that until we were making it though. Like he doesn't. Like, you know, I feel like the script is a jumping off point. I guess uh this director like wanted to be more free with the script and kind of wanted to do his own thing there are directors like that um and some people are more into it but i understand where brian cranston come is coming from where she's like you know we've got a script like maybe like you know a writer worked really hard on this like let's use it um but anyway like that was so that was the disagreement it was just in it it really was creative differences right it's like but i think this guy wanted to tell a story about this troubled which like teacher. I totally get also, and I think that's cool, and I think that his character is really interesting. Sure, but I still I don't really feel like there was a lot of character growth for him either. Yeah. Right. Um, you hmm. know, I mean, we did finally we got to see him put that girl into foster care, which she needed, mm-hmm. and get her help. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. We sort of saw him start to deal with his mom issues, but not really. Yeah. I don't know. His character is interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really feel, agree. yeah, that I don't really feel they did any favors by skipping whatever they left out, you yeah. know, because yeah. even if he wanted to tell the story about his character, I don't really know what the story I'm supposed to get out of it mm-hmm. other than this guy's depressed <laughs> yeah and has some trouble going on you this know? guy's got problems yeah any connections uh so for connections i, I wrote dangerous minds 13 reasons why which is a great movie by the way starring michelle Pfeiffer. it is um and dead poet society mm-hmm. like none of them because there was no nothing in this mentioned pop culture wise or anything like yeah, that true. Yeah. um all right and now it's time for Sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. All right. So I'll start off with my synopsis. Let's hear it. Set in a world parallel to our own, we follow Cassius Cash Green, played by Lakeith Stanfield, uh, a struggling telemarketer living in his uncle's garage with his artist girlfriend, Detroit, played by Tessa Thompson. Um, upon following the advice of a seasoned co-worker, uh, played by Danny Glover, <laughs> by putting on a white guy voice, Cash finds himself at odds with his desire to gain wealth and maintaining his ethical integrity with his friends and co-workers who are looking to unionize. Eventually, Cash is promoted and discovers the dark and deplorable truth about exactly what his company is willing to do in order to stay on top. That's right. Horse people, everybody. (laughs) Spoilers, by the way. Horse people are being created out of their slavery system of subordinates, and it's up to Cash and the other average citizens to stand up together and flip the script on the elites making a a mockery of civilized society. Yeah, (laughs) that's about right. Good job. (laughs) I, uh, the first time, well, the only time, I've only watched this once. Really? It's really only a movie you need to watch once. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I was able to come up with all my questions from memory of watching yeah. this a year, a year ago. Uh. Um, so, uh, 
the first time, the only time I watched this, I was working in a call center. <laughs> oh. and, and I had recently taken the nice. job um, because I was laid off from my big corporation job. And the only jobs that they had available were these shitty low-life call center jobs. <laughs> and so I took one because I didn't want to be unemployed. Mm-hmm. And watching this movie, I was like, Jesus, <laughs> like it really, that part of it really stuck with me, even though I wasn't doing sales. Right. Um, right. So still fun, fun. Stick to that script. Stick, Stick to, the script. to the script. Stick to the script. Yeah. Oh yeah. People ask you questions. You're like, I can't. Oh, fuck. Hold on. Hold let on. Me let just... me look through my Shit. scripts. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Okay, nice. so Q and A time. Very interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Let's just dive into let's just it. Jump in. Let's see. So, do you, are you familiar at all with Boots Riley? The, so the he's a musician, right? Like he did the music for this. Um, I don't know if I am. Does he have like? He's pretty new. Songs? Okay. Well, and he's the director of the movie, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Writer, director, um, writer, music director, guy. Music guy. Yeah. Um, he. I think this was his first big thing that he did. This came out in 2018, by the way. Yep. Um, from Sundance. Uh, mm-hmm. He's an interesting character, if you can't tell from this film. For sure. I would like to listen to more of his music, actually. Just because I did think the music was good in this, too. It was well done. Um, so I'm not familiar, but I would be interested to see what he does next. Yeah, um, it could be good. Like, I like his... I don't I... know if his... If he's going to stick to the surrealist thing, it kind of seems like it. I mean, when you start off with something like this, you kind of have to follow it up with something similar. But I'd be interested to see what he does outside of the surrealist. I agree, because I like the message that this story is trying to tell, which is, you know... Capitalism sucks. Capitalism sucks. Uh, Whitewashing sucks. Um, Racism sucks. (laughs) So there's like a bunch of... Store things there that that are important lessons, you know, that we hear from plenty of other stories as well. Um, the spin on this one is weird. I didn't know anything the spin about on this it. Is that it's it's weird. It's choosing to be weird. It is choosing to be um, weird. And that you know, and yeah, it's so strange because I do like surrealist stuff like that. Sometimes, like, yeah, I like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind totally. and all that Great stuff. Movie. Um, but, uh, but I don't know. This one felt like it was really riding that line in a, in a way that I didn't like. Like, some movies can even ride that line where it's like, oh, you're kind of, oh, you're kind of drifting this surrealism here, but okay, no, we're back to real. Okay, cool. Um, so I do like movies that can ride that line, but this wrote the line in a way that I, def- I found a little frustrating. <laughs> I definitely like, pick kept- a lane. Yeah, I kept going, what the fuck? Like, and I don't know about you, but I was just like, am I... Is he imagining? Like I couldn't figure out, and I know yeah, that's what part of way it. Like did what? You be? Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so cool. this leads me into my next question. What did you think of the Equisapien? <laughs> Great Horse name, creatures. by the way, though. Like it's a, it's a very cool creative name. name. Hard you to know, say. <laughs> see again, like. I wish I could say more about these decisions because, like, oh, that's interesting. It's, it's kind of nailing it on the head, though, right? Because it's just workhorses, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, literal workhorses. Yeah. And it's definitely tied to slavery yes, because yes, we are good. we're dealing with with uh, with 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 in this case though, like creatures. Um, mm-hmm. not, uh, don't want to. Anyway, <laughs> we're dealing with creatures that are. Uh, designed like that are superior in so many ways to what is already established so we gotta exploit them right um so it's definitely trying to be like making a case about slavery and all this stuff 
And you're also making the connection between it's like, hey, these corporate jobs are basically slavery and everything. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Equisave, they were freaky as hell. I like, agree a hundred percent. I will not even <laughs> lie to you. I had nightmares about these things. <laughs> like, and I love horses. They to look at. But these are really creepy. Not in a um, fun way. Not Definitely not trying to be cute. They could have been cuter. <laughs> I wish they were cuter. I wish they were cuter, but, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely weird. Um, yeah, I think so, too. Speaking of which, sorry, I already mentioned Eternal Sunshine. Uh, Michelle Gondry was an uh, inspiration for Boots, and, like, he even, that whole, like, stop-motion yeah. sequence was going to be uh, uh, attributed to Michelle Gondry. Like, he wanted the director to appear in the name. It's like, hey, can we say, like, a film by Michelle Gondry? You know, I'm a real oh, fan of yours cool. and everything. And he reached out to Michelle Gondry, like, saying that. Michelle Gondry responded by saying, it's like, yeah, but I've got stipulations stipulations that I want on my name, if you're going to use my name and shit. And, like, trying to give him a hard time, but Boots, like, agreed to all of it. Wow. And even after that, Michelle Gondry's agents were like, yeah, no, you can't use his name. Yeah. Wow. Right? So I am not a fan of Michelle Gondry anymore. Bent Fuck that guy. trying to, like, like, make it work. And yeah, then... exactly. And so Boots Riley... Uh, uh, more kindly than I think was deserved, like just kind of gave him a shitty name in the. It's like, <laughs> but it was clearly inspired by Michelle Gondry. Like I think it was Michelle Mondry, you know, something right, like something that. Something similar. Where it's like, or Michelle Mongry or something like that. Something to uh, stick it to him a little bit. And he's like, hey, yeah, I'm going to keep, like, and by the way, I'm going to keep making fun of you in subsequent movies until you fucking talk to me. Like, yeah, I don't, but like, that is some bullshit, Michelle yeah. Gondry. Like, you are an asshole. Yeah. Um, he is French, so. Yeah, I'm, yeah talk about stuck up. So I will yourself. still enjoy Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Right. And it's everything a good like film, that. Yeah. But I will, yeah, I will put, I will add my voice to the others that call Michelle Gondry an asshole. Yeah. That's fucked up, man. Like, that's. And that's kind of exactly what he was portraying in the movie. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're giving me the runaround because why exactly? You disagree with my stuff? Why didn't you just say that in the first fucking place? Right, like, I would not have done all this extra shit that you wanted me to do. Yeah, it is such, yeah, it's elitist, like, privileged, like, bullshit. Totally. So, uh, if you can, send some uh, send some hate mail Michelle Gondry's <laughs> nice. way. Um, yeah, Booth said uh, that the equestrians... Um, really just for a cultural connotation with labor animals, like you said, domestication, racism is a motif mm-hmm. and things in our language, such as strong as a horse, working <laughs> like a horse, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, right. So I did like that. I could eat a horse. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, how did you feel about the ending? I didn't need it. Like I, like you didn't need to end with him becoming the Equisapien. Like that's mm-hmm. just, that's kind of lame to me. Real big bummer. Yeah. And then some people theorize that, like, you know, at the beginning of the movie, early on, we see him get hit in the head. So mm-hmm. people theorize, oh, this whole entire thing is like he's in a coma. It was a dream. Oh, dear God. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're you know. wild fan theories. <laughs> wild. It's not terrible. Yeah, but yeah, it's I, a good way to explain it away. But I just think it was Boots Riley just being like throwing his shit at the wall and just being like, yeah, and then. Oh, what the hell? And then he like, uh, and then he shows up at his door. So I guess I, I like the fact that I guess the revolution is gonna start. 
Right, with the Equisapiens, they're yeah. going <laughs> to lead it. Rise up. Yeah, fascinating. So weird. But Time they for... just looked weird. Yeah, I didn't like that either. <laughs> Time for so your weird. favorite questions. Um, nice. Oh, favorite questions. All right. What was your favorite scene? All right. Favorite scene. Where did I put my stuff? Here we go. Favorite scene. The art exhibit. Oh, yeah. Um, with Tessa Thompson's character. Like, uh, that whole bit. Like, I thought uh, there was cool artwork all the way around. And it was just, it, like... It was already weird, and then she contributed to the weird, so totally. it was interesting. I liked that, too. The gloves covering the breasts and the middle finger over yeah. the lower region. Like, that was pretty funny costume-wise and stuff. I liked it. Yeah. I did, too. That was good. Art exhibit was good. And your favorite line? Favorite line. Um, Don't be the leaf that floats down the river. Be the stone that splits the stream. Hmm. That's a good one. And then somebody responds, like, is that Tupac? <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think it was, but it's very close to some of his lyrics from a certain song. Oh, that scene where he's at the party with all the white people. Oof, yeah. That that's scene cringy. is <laughs> such a cringy, but also thought-provoking. So like, I think of that scene, and I'm like, Jesus. So this is the, my thing. I think this is exactly what most... Sorry, but what most black people go through in a group of white people. This right? is how they see us. And so don't be this like they because we and we do Ooh, it too where we feel hair. like yeah exactly like, what Ooh, perform for me man this is some fucked up bullshit that you're doing right now and i'm just gonna like, scream the n-word over and over and you're all gonna <laughs> cheer for me oh uh, like, yeah what the right. f man yeah crazy but very yeah that was well done yeah. well done um favorite performance other so, than other than uh yeah uh, keith stanfield which i gotta say he has done parts where I really like him. Yeah. But then he also... I, I wasn't wild about him in this. Okay. Like, you know, I feel like the thing about him is he always picks good projects, though. He picks yeah. good movies and everything. I just don't necessarily think he's always good in them. Yeah. Because this kind of reminded me of uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco. Have you seen that? I don't think I have, no. So it's got him and it's got Kang in it. Yeah, Kang from uh, Loki. Um, oh yeah, so, he's uh, so good. He's a great actor. Oh, my God. I really like that guy. He's also in a in um, Lovecraft Country great oh, series. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, I'm not always the biggest fan of it, but uh, you know, again, like he's done some parts where I like him. Like he had a bit in Uncut Gems. He had, uh, um, and then he also was in Atlanta with. Uh, Donald Glover, which Donald mm. Glover was originally going to be the lead in this. Oh. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I would have liked it any better, though. Like, yeah. you know, um, but it might have. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so my favorite performance is uh, actually Stephen Yoon, as, uh, who played Squeeze. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm actually going to look into more of his stuff because I'm starting, like, I liked him in this. And then he's also, I think he was a favorite in um, in that stupid Mm-hmm. Walking Dead show. He was oh. the popular one that got killed Glenn. off. Yeah. He's my favorite. Yeah. So He's you didn't such... know that that was the same guy? No, I did know, but it's been oh. a year since oh, I watched okay. this. Sorry. Um, he's such a good actor. Is it Stephen Yoon or Yun? Yen? Yen? I'm not sure. Stephen Yen? Sorry. Hmm. Anyway. Um, and he's also the voice of Invincible and Invincible. Um, which Oh, that's cool. We'll have to watch that actually. Yeah. Um and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I liked him. Like, I think the go-to answer would be, like, Tessa Thompson. She did great in everything. She was awesome, but, uh, yeah. But, no, Stephen, like, I just like the character of Squeeze. 
Yeah. I was like, you know, he's the guy trying to unionize. Yeah, he's he was great. Like, you know, he was so good. He's a good guy. He was really good. Um, Unions, man. They're awesome. Yeah. Would I rewatch or recommend? Yes, that was my next No question. to either. I might rewatch if I'm really high. Um, I think that is how you have to be to watch this. I, I should have told you. Um, um, recommend? Like... And I don't want to say, I will recommend, I'd have to know about you, though. Like, I'm not going to recommend this to anybody. Like, right. Like, I wouldn't, yeah. It's yeah, not it's kind of like some weird shit. Yeah. And, you know, it might, it might be a fun movie to recommend to somebody that likes weird shit. Right. Um, but very specifically. And like, I do think it has good messages in it, but it is, the weirdness does overtake those messages. Yeah. Does a um, little bit, and it's so weird because I do I do like movies like that. I don't know. It just it just does all come down to the execution, I guess. Yeah. Like it just yeah just didn't. I will do say well. one kind of cool thing that happened. I'll watch happens. Boots Riley's next movie though. Me too, for sure. Yeah. And his music is great. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that was kind of cool that happened was so we have a Regal downtown called like the Regal Tower, I think. Mm-hmm. Fox Tower. Um, Fox Tower. Thank you. And he actually, like, Boots came to the premiere of the movie when it was there. That's and badass. And he, like, did a bunch of Q&A with the audience huh. before and after. So I do think that that is pretty That's cool. That's really cool. Good for him. I thought that was pretty cool. And I wish that I could have seen it in theaters with him there to answer questions. Because I think that would have made the whole experience more fun and interesting, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. But I didn't. My friend Nick, Nick, friend of the show, again, coming up, uh, he was there Hi, for that. Chris. Hi, Chris. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, Boots Riley, don't give up. <laughs> don't give up. And just and just kind of pull back on the shit talking about Spike Lee. That's all. Uh, stars? I forgot. Yeah, to tell right. You mine. And I forgot to ask you about yours. So, how many stars out of five stars would you give Detachment? I was lingering somewhere between two point five and three. Nice. I think I'll stick with three because the movie does make you think. Okay. Good. Um. I don't want to watch it again, but I think that the but thoughts it was a solid like, and the yeah. thoughts that I got out of it and the acting in it was very very true. It's Adrian Brody Ross. Oh, he's like, such a good actor, but this like really did showcase his acting very nicely. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So I get, I think I'll give it a three. And for me, out of five stars for Sorry to Bother You, I'm gonna give it a two. Okay. Um, just because yeah, it did like it. It was very frustrating me to watch because every I kept waiting for it to like take off or something. You, you know what I mean? Like something. yeah, picking a lane like something like that. And I feel like yes, it had profound things to say. It kind of said those things early on and then didn't bring right. anything. And new, then it was like know? symbolism the whole time, and yeah. you're just like, but I want. I get it. Like I, yeah, capitalism right. sucks. Capitalism oh, more blows. capitalism sucks. Yes, racism <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, yeah. we're right. just gonna keep getting those. Yep. Yeah, I really, really liked the concept too. When we, when me and Josh watched this, I was like, "Oh my god, I love, I loved the call center thing because that was very true, especially to me, like at the time." And then when they were using their white voices, I had a friend at work who was black in the call center who used his white voice when he was on the phone. I and just so, think the dubbing was weird. The dubbing was yeah, okay, so good. weird. I was like, yeah, that, uh, like, good call, like, 
cool. I get what you're going Interesting. for. Interesting. Do better weird. with it. Yeah. Like. Weird. <laughs> um, but like, and then they brought the Equestrian thing in. I do. I don't know. I think that did kind of fuck up, fuck it all up. Yeah. Right. That's the point where you're like, if you if you're on the fence already, that's gonna be the one that makes or breaks you. Yeah. So it's just kind of a bummer because it yeah. was like cool and it was weird and it was interesting but like it just you're right pick a lane yeah like stop going back and forth yeah yeah you know um awesome well i like this because this is a week where we you know the movies didn't necessarily work for us and that's okay though like i i like that we still got some good talking points out of it and all that so you Um, know did you find any connections in your movie oh right uh so connections that i found for here we go um, so Pinocchio, interestingly enough. Yeah, totally. Um, with the horse hybrid dealio. Yes, in um, the cages, and yes, totally. I haven't seen this movie, but Putney Swope, I, it is, isn't on my, it is on my watch list. Uh, this was a movie made by Robert Downey Sr. <laughs> um, and it is about a <laughs> black employee in a corporate world who has to put on a white voice. So I'm sure it was inspired by that. Lethal Weapon. He actually says the line, you guys. <laughs> yeah, he does. Crazy. Um, there's a movie called Oh Lucky Man, which stars a, uh, a fa- oh shoot, uh, Malcolm McDowell, a mm. famous British actor, and it's uh, it's basically about a, a really idealistic guy who's learning the realities of yeah. capitalism, probably. Yeah. Um, and then The Last Dragon, which was the movie that Detroit quotes at her art show. So there you go. Awesome. And now we come to the point where it's time to make movie connections Let's between the two movies. Them. I gotta be honest, like it's kind of I hard. found like one lo- like it's loose, loose connection, Same. but you kind of have to go that way with these ones. Yeah. So I basically have four that basically say the same thing. But what do you got? Mine's probably the same as yours, which it's just like you know, um, these are both broken systems. And both of them are sort of, like, about corporate burnout. Like, the teachers mm, yeah, yeah, are true. burnt out, and they're not being paid enough, and they're being overworked. And same goes for these call center folks. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what I've got. Um, but, no, you said it right, where it's like, no, it's just two failed systems yes. in America, really. Mm-hmm. Like, in And America it's kind of an America problem. you're right. Um, yeah, I wanted to loop mental health in there, but I don't really feel like sorry to bother you. Like no, hit on that hard enough. enough. Yeah, yeah. For All it right. to count, you know. So both characters, uh, both care, both follow characters who deviate from the norm mm-hmm. established in the movies. Like Barth totally. is definitely an outsider in his environment, and uh, Cash is an outsider in his environment. Now he does conform, though. But then he breaks away again. Yes, so totally. Um, both portrayal... Yeah, right. We said it already, but portray failures in USA society specifically. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, there is something similar to the stick to the curriculum mentality of detachment and the stick to the script mentality of sorry to bother you. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, And it's funny that they both had lines like that where it's like, hey, stick to the curriculum. And it's like, stick to the script. Yeah, so, that's true. So interesting. Awesome. All right. So now it has come to the time where how about some recommendations? Okay. I've got mine. Um mine is a podcast. Yeah. It is uh hosted by two uh amazing queer people of color I and love who it. cover uh topics of, you know, uh, topics of uh, social concern and stuff like that. Like they just did a two-part episode on colorism which was very interesting to listen to. Um, and it is called Fanti. It's all capitals, F-A-N-T-I. 
So, Fantai Podcast. Awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely give it a listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Love it. What do you got? My recommendation is a movie on Disney Plus called Ooh. Luca. I need to see this apparently. Fuck. You haven't watched it? I know. I know I'm going to love it. It's so good. Because it came it's out right so... when I was watching Raya. So Raya took me. Oh, I haven't seen Raya yet. Maybe I'll mm. put it on your list. Um, right. It's so good though. Luca is about this Italian. So you're in the ocean and there are these like sea, sea monsters. monsters. Yeah. And they talk about the human monsters. Ah. So there's a fun flip, you know. <laughs> yeah. And um, turns out though when these sea monsters go on land they turn into humans. Mm. And so Luca is a boy who's, you know, he's right at that adolescent age where he's like about to rebel away from his parents, you know, mm-hmm. and he meets his first ever real friend oh. and they are living on land together. Yeah. But the land that they're living on is this little town in Italy where they're afraid of sea monsters and they want to kill sea monsters. So that adds a fun twist Dang. to it. Um, it's cool. really fun and it makes you like, I like examined biases. Yeah. Um, nice. Which I thought was really cool, and also just the cartoon version of Italy is so beautiful. They did such a good job. Um, there's a good. bunch of adventures to be had, and and it's just really well done. Like good. the whole thing is really, really well done. Hit me right in the heartstrings. I liked it so What's much. What's it called? Luca. Luca available Luca. on Disney Plus for free. No paying what? for it. What? It's a Pixar un- movie. It's unlike a- uh, Black Widow. <laughs> it's a Pixar movie, so. Oh, it is Pixar. Okay, it no. is. Yeah, good to know. See, sucks that it flew under the radar like this. Yeah, that sucks. It does suck because it's so, it's so good, and the story that they tell is so important. I yeah. think so. It's a real big bummer. Bummer. Um, misstep Disney. Yeah. Fuck. Um. Awesome. Well, hey, if you enjoyed what you have been listening to, you know, we got an Instagram. We do. And it's at the Movie Connection, all one word. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can follow us on that, or you can follow us individually. Me at Jacob Bean Watson. And me at Casey Schwartz. You can send us an email. Just say hey. You know. What up? What up? Let movie- us know how we're doing. <laughs> at Movie Connection Podcast at Gmail dot com. Another way that you can tell us how we're doing is give us a nice little five star review on like apple Podcasts yeah. or any of them really we're available on spotify we're available yeah on give Google us a Podcasts. follow give us a like mm-hmm. all of that helps subscribe you subscribe, know subscribe yeah um follow us on facebook at yeah. the movie connection you can reach us at any of those areas as well yeah. you can dm us they've on all got the yeah, insta DM. or facebook yeah beautiful and now my favorite part now it's time for us to assign each other our movies yeah. for the week you go first tell so me. casey this is a pretty new one so and hey. uh and it's a lot more fun than what we did this thank week thank god i texted <laughs> jacob by the way you guys and i was like it better be a good movie next week and i was as i was rewatching, i'm like casey's gonna kill me like this yeah. is just depressing <laughs> It okay was sad so this one should uh, uh make you a little more happy and it's uh feminism personified so it's called gunpowder milkshake yay i'm so excited this has been on my watch list watch this gunpowder milkshake gunpowder milkshake starring a beautiful amazing female cast i can't wait to talk about it i'm Um, so excited it's really good um there's that one Awesome, and then what do you got for me? Don't hate me, okay? Uh, my movie for you is 
Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Fuck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm so All happy right. that I have to make you watch this because I think you'll genuinely enjoy it, but I don't think you ever would have watched it nope, if I wouldn't have signed it. <laughs> welcome to the jungle. So this is the first one. I this hope. is the first one. Right. Yeah. I think it's better than the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I did enjoy nice. the sequel though. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's a third one coming out that I'm sure I'll all they're swashbuckling adventuring movies, right? Right. They're fun. Interesting. And I think we might be able to find some connections between these. Yay. I mean, I have no idea, but we'll find out. Because they both kind of have a fun element going for them. So maybe we'll find some connections here. Awesome. Uh, I'm excited. Awesome. Well, uh, tune into those movies if you can. And join us next week. And I'm looking forward to it. it I is can't wait. Highlight of my week. I know I say it every time. Me but too. It's, it's true. It's so fun. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we will uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.